Should have worked for the bad guys, Jim. That's always the theme of this show. <laughs> All right. Let's see where we were. Um, oh, yeah, here we are. On the other hand. It continues. On the other hand, she said, quote, we do not discriminate against companies in any sector, including energy companies. That means we do not tell those energy companies to shift their strategy or to drill more wells, end quote. Texas senators brought up the case of the Perky Power Plant, a coal-fired plant located near the hearing site, which, though operationally viable, is being shut down by its parent company, American Electric Power, shares of which are owned by BlackRock. Quote, Climate Action 100 says AEP, that's American Electric Power, is one of BlackRock's focus companies. And as you know, Climate Action 100 assesses utility companies based on whether they've assigned a retirement date to each and every coal unit with a full phase out by 2040. End quote, Hughes said. He quoted from a paper co-authored by BlackRock and GFANS titled, how to facilitate the early retirement of high emitting assets, which stated that asset you managers that document, by the way. Oh, you have it. Well, say this, this yeah. is like, well, this is like what you're talking about. Every time you're reading an article that has to do with your industry, you're clicking the link and pulling and saving the document, which is how you came up with over 196 Correct. of these things, which stated that asset managers must, quote, manage down the greenhouse, greenhouse gas emissions from their portfolios rather than divest and transfer them to someone with less climate ambition, end quote. Quote, that means the G-Fans working with BlackRock has said it's better to make the companies keep the coal plants and manage them down. That means shut them down rather than sell them to someone else who will keep operating them and keep the power and the jobs coming, end quote, Hughes stated. Uh, Blass responded that managing down doesn't mean closing plants and that BlackRock is an investor in carbon capture technology to reduce emissions. State Senator Brian Birdwell noted that one-third of Texas electricity generation comes from coal-fired plants and said, quote, we're scared to death about what you're going to do to our citizens in the state of Texas, end quote. Okay, yeah. pause right there. So there's a couple of things. Of course, all these uh, these asset managers or private equity firms are investing in carbon capture for a multiple of reasons. One, they're building the industry basically with the whole climate grid hustle. And two, it's gonna if you capture carbon, you're gonna get carbon credits for free. And carbon credits is gonna be a massive business that they're also gonna create. You go to Exxon uh, or any of these big oil and gas companies, they're investing in carbon capture too. Why? Just like Tesla sells, you know, gets carbon credits for free before, for creating an EV car, they'll get carbon credits for free for the carbon capture technology, whether it's economically viable or not on paper, these carbon credits will offset the carbon that they're emitting, you know, if any, that's leaking from the, from the wells, you know, that they're drilling. So it, it it's just a scam. Yeah, they're just creating an entire... And, I mean, you're right. They're creating an entire industry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the what, second thing is... Um, somebody pointed this out to me. I didn't go look it up yet because I haven't had time, but you, you got to look at these private equity firms buying up tons of shares of public uti these utility companies, these power companies. Um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty scary if they're allowed to buy large chunks of these companies to control the, the, the utilities. 
because look what happened in Colorado, what, this summer, right? They went in, anybody that had the uh, the smart meter with the digital thermostat, they went in and capped the temperature that you could cool your house to on the high end, like 78 degrees. Oh, yeah. You had no I control. I showed that video here. So BlackRock, yeah. So if BlackRock owns your utility, your 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 electric electric company, they'll have total control. We yep. got to keep an eye on that for sure. No, definitely. And that, that was the CEO. That was like a smaller company. The CEO was like, "Hey, you didn't read the fine print, pal. I don't know what to tell you." Like it was like that was the one where they interviewed this younger guy, and he's like, "Our house is boiling right now." Yeah, it was. It's crazy, but. And, and the, the scary part about that one is uh, I had looked up the company actual website and their marketing. People signed on to taking this smart meter in their house for literally $100 off. I think it was $100, like up front, that you got off, and the equivalent of $5 a month. So people were willing to sell out control over their thermostat for a hundred bucks up front and sixty dollars a year. I, I I mean, come on, folks. Like get on DoorDash yeah, so, and deliver a couple of McDonald's so meals and our, you can cover uh, that extra sixty dollars. We took our smart meter off. Um of course the, finding the paperwork on the website or even calling them, we had to do it a couple of times to actually get the right document. And you send it in and they don't tell you when they're gonna come out and do it. It they the cost of it I think it was like 170 bucks, but they will spread it out over six months of your, your next bills. And then they're going to charge you $15 a month to have a human being go out and read the meter every month. Fine. I don't care. But think about this. If they can go into your home and adjust your thermostat digitally, they can also go into your, your electric vehicle when you break the rules and says you can't go five miles past your house and they can turn it off. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, th this is the thing with all this quote-unquote smart technology. Uh, I mean, that's the whole point is that they Digital can Digital is not it. your friend. No, and then the point is go in. So what happened with your house? Uh, is it like everything else I've been reading? So what, one day they just, boom, a smart meter was put up without you even knowing it or uh, agreeing to it or consenting to it? Yeah, they sent out one letter. That's it. One. It's almost like these public announcements on some of these reports. Like you, you, you got to really pay attention to even know it existed. You have six hours to say no to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they one letter, and that was it. And, you know, of course, we weren't really paying attention. So, uh, and then it's like, wait a minute. After doing all the research and stuff, you got to get this thing off. Yeah. So you walked out there, saw it outside your house, and then. Uh, went through and and because it's like everything else there like you said it'll be the same time between when they start to introduce cbdc and they actually try to remove all cash from the system there's always this bridge period so right now they put out the smart meter but by law they still have to come and take it off they can charge you more to send someone out to the house to read it uh, i mean who knows a year two years five years from now they may say that's it, gone. Now, right. Yeah, well it's like well it's just like with three G. You know, they move over to five G and then eventually they start sending letters to people like my father saying your three G flip phone is gonna stop working on this date and that's it. You have to come in and get a new phone. So yeah. they they just phase it out over over time. But for now you can fight back against these things and force them yeah. to send someone out to the house. Yeah. All right, let's see here. It says uh 
quote, you told us earlier that your objective was to maximize investments, end quote, Hall said, quote, now you're telling us that your objective is zero carbon emissions, which is it? Um, quote, our objective as a fiduciary asset manager is to provide the best risk-adjusted returns for our clients. And this is Bass speaking. Quote, we do that by looking at how the companies are managing their risks as the global regulators, including here in the United States, are moving more and more towards a regulatory system around net zero and carbon production. We look at how they're managing that to make sure that long-term they're able to produce results for our clients, end quote. Texas State Senator Lois Colkhurst said she worried about the, quote, disadvantage for our country as we bend to ESG, but some of our competitors do not, end quote. See, that's the part I don't like. This is what happens when you have people that are supposedly on our side. They always do this. They go, well, it's not fair that we have to do it and China and India don't have to do it. Meaning if China and India say they'll do it, then you're going to go along with it. See, that's always this false argument that they set up. China has dramatically increased its investment in coal-fired power plants, she said, but quote, right here in the uh, county in which we sit, we're going to decommission a coal plant because of ESG scoring. Because AEP is being forced to do that to be eligible to compete to get funds end quote quote china russia and, and India. remember the charts we went through with uh the, the co2 emissions it's all all of it whether you look at from 2000 or 1979 or you know all the way back to 1750 the entire increase is really uh china southeast asia and india because of all the coal fired power plants Exactly. Yep. And, that was the and, and people are driving more cars. I mean, it's basically they're going from poor, poor countries, people living in rural area villages with no cars, to people living in cities driving cars and buying refrigerators for the for the, for the first time. Right. So of course, they're more using more fossil fuels. Right. Yes, quote, uh, China, Russia, and India are putting their countries first, end quote. Colehurst told Blass and Heino, quote, while we're all bending to some scoring where you all sit around a table, end quote. Hall said that when the pollution and emissions from the construction and disposal of wind turbines and solar panels is factored in, the environmental benefits of renewable energy are unclear. Quote, all the concrete and steel and construction that gets left out of the carbon analysis, and they just pretend that it only exists once it's in place and the blades are turning. The analysis that ignores the manufacturing and the disposal process of solar panels, huge impact on the environment that gets left out. So we're going to run around and say, oh, this is low carbon impact, end quote, Hall said. Quote, it's not. It's a lie. The senators asked how BlackRock would respond to a letter from New York City Comptroller Brad Lanner charging that BlackRock failed to honor its commitments to NZAM. Lander's letter was written in response to a letter that BlackRock wrote to 19 state attorneys general in red states who accused BlackRock of putting ideology above its fiduciary duty to investors. In this letter, BlackRock denied it was using its power as the world's largest asset manager to compel corporations into compliance with net zero goals. 
Lander took the opposite tact from red state AGs, charging that despite its pledges to various climate clubs, quote, BlackRock now abdicates responsibility for driving net zero alignment in its own portfolio by saying that it does not ask companies to set specific emissions targets and that its participation in NZAM does not mean BlackRock is setting or meeting any net zero targets, end quote. Lander threatened that he would, quote, Reass, uh, he would be reassessing our business relationships with all of our asset managers, including BlackRock, through the lens of our climate responsibilities, end quote. Blast declined to answer questions regarding what her firm would do in light of New York City's threat. BlackRock has recently granted a three-year exemption by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, that allowed it to own up to 20% of America's public utility companies. Vanguard is is currently seeking the same approval. Vanguard's withdrawal from NZAM, which occurred simultaneously with its request for an exemption from FERC, was condemned by climate activist Al Gore as, quote, irresponsible and short-sighted, and by Lander as a cowardly walkback. So there you go, right there in the last paragraph. BlackRock has applied for an exemption to own up to 20% of utilities, and Vanguard has done the same. If they both get it, that's 40% of of the power companies. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's insanity. And like you said, because these guys are answering to... uh, BIS, Bank for International Settlements, it's like, there you go. You have uh, international, worldwide, global economic terrorist BIS, essentially in control of your utilities. That's and, right. that, and I don't not call difficult. them bankers anymore. I call them banksters. Yeah, that's what banksters. They are. Yeah, maf- yeah, yeah, World Bank. Uh, mafia banksters and the in economic yeah. terrorists. I mean, like we we when you were gone, Jim, I had gone through timelines like the history on IMF, World Bank. They they have these great timelines on their site. I think IMFs is actually like interactive. Seen them, yeah, yeah. It goes yeah, through I've all the them. wonderful. I said this. I said to the audience, I'm just going to walk through this because this is the greatest presentation that they gave us, and it's like, you know, this event happens. We show up with a hundred billion dollars. Like, and I go, I start saying, oh, it's, "Well, how many of these events were they actually part of causing?" Because after every little war and every little financial catastrophe, IMF shows up with a big check. <laughs> <laughs> you go, to the rescue! Yeah, like here's a hundred billion dollars for you. And then, uh, what did that country have they to come give? Marching up? in with briefcases. <laughs> exactly. Well, and if you go back to years ago, the first scam was. The first time they showed up with the check, you had to agree to put a central bank in your country. That was the first one. Once they had that established, then the next time they come and destroy you, they're offering you uh, water wells and power grids and highways and all kinds of stuff. It's just... So if people want to see how this actually happens, and this is not just third world countries or developing countries, if you want to see how this, what Dustin just said, play out in real life, that it's now it's not happening today but it happened in the 80s and 90s okay go watch the documentary princess of the yen it is based on a book written by richard verner richard verner is a world now um expert on central banks he used to be a consultant to the to 
the Japanese Central Bank, Central Bank of Japan. And he will walk you through what these banksters did to Japan. Yeah. Now, and I'm old enough to remember in the 80s, over here, we were all worried about the Japanese companies buying up all the all the buildings and the real estate and the businesses here in the in this country because ja the Japanese economy was huge. It was massive. And the banksters took over the whole country. They crashed it on purpose. He walks you through exactly how they do it or did it and what they wanted in return. An independent central bank. Mm -hmm. And a few other laws. Yeah. And of course, we went in there and westernized it and built it up before that and like cr then created the problem that you're talking about right they there. They walk you through it. it they <laughs> yeah. walk you through it. Princess of the Inn. That's the name of the documentary. Yes, and, th and that book that you said uh, you have that my wife told me, which she read back in college uh, when she was going to school for her master's, which stopped her from working for the World Bank, and you said you've got the book, you haven't read it yet, was like Confessions of an Econom Economic Hitman. Yeah. That's similar. Yeah. He, he goes through the same process about how yeah. they would go in and basically uh, get these companies strapped up with debt, and then that's how they would come in and own them and take them over. Yep. And, and and it's the same model we're talking about here that they're doing with a lot of these companies, you know, and it's the same model. Rate economic, repeat. Yeah, e same model. E yeah, economic terrorism. All right. Uh, quite, All right, so... Uh, do you want to go through the rest or are you good? Oh, uh, no. Oh, there's there's so, okay. Yeah, there's a little more. Uh, I could okay. speed read through this if you want. Uh, let me turn on my artificial intelligence uh, voice reader. That <laughs> It says... <laughs> quote new york can do whatever they want to do and the crazy coast can do the uh well it says the that's a mistake that's actually written by ai it says can do whatever they want to do end quote hall said quote this is texas and we do things a little bit different here we happen to believe in the truth we happen to believe in honesty and we believe in having real objectives end quote state senator paul Battencourt told blass and heinel quote you better reconsider your position because it's in my mind an open and shut case that you're not compliant with senate bill 13 end quote texas senate bill 13 requires that the state divest from companies that boycott fossil fuels quote you can't tell the truth to a simple question all the discussion today is managing the perky power plant effectively down to zero it means you're going to shut the plant down decades ahead of its economic life and that's not good for this local area it's not good for the texas grid it's not good for economic reality as i understand it end quote Battencourt said quote i am moving toward a conclusion that your two firms are something we shouldn't invest in because we have different goals. Maybe you can't serve two masters. Maybe it should be more along the Florida lines where we say, you've made a decision, we respect that decision, and we take our marbles and go somewhere else, end quote. Colker said, Florida announced on December 1st that it would no longer do business with BlackRock, removing approximately $2 billion, with a B, dollars of state assets that were under BlackRock's management Invest Bank UBS down, uh, Investment Bank UBS downgraded BlackRock shares in October, stating that, quote, as performance deteriorates and political risk from ESG has increased, we believe the potential for lost mutual mandates uh, and regulatory scrutiny has recently increased, end quote. 
The Sierra Club, an environmental organization, condemned the Texas hearing as a, quote, right-wing attack on sustainable finance and climate hang on, denial. Hang on before you, I, I got something to say here. So, you know, when you were in grade school or middle school or high school, right, um, and you got into some kind of argument, any time that the other person would start calling you names, you know you won the argument, right? Yeah. Or it's the least, same thing. Sierra Club's yeah. now saying this is a right-wing attack. That's that's no different than calling somebody a name because they yeah. have no argument. That is the argument. That's their argument. It's racist or it's right-wing or it's left-wing. That's not a legitimate argument. No, that's they just opinion. go to Yeah, they just go to the bumper sticker slogan attack. That's all they can do. Mm-hmm. Because the last right. thing they want is, uh, now see, if Jim was here and he could be uh, testifying and pull out some of their documents, that would be fantastic. But uh, as well, wait you can a minute. see. You said on January 2020, right here, here's yeah. the quote. <laughs> but see, the funny part is, that I'm, not, I'm not accusing anyone of this, but the politicians that are fighting back against BlackRock, obviously, because they're concerned or their constituents are concerned and so these guys are trying to make a political name for themselves to go after BlackRock and Vanguard over shutting down their coal plant what you don't know this was written yesterday we'd have to look at about a week and see how much like how much BlackRock and Vanguard donated to these people's political action committees <laughs> that's that, that's what it tells that's what it actually tells me is going on here they're sitting there reaming out blackrock and vanguard because they want more money for their political action committee but that that's just usually how it works and the people still end up screwed and uh hey we call it the climate hustle it doesn't mean this, uh, the hustle is only in in one little localized area it's, no, there's lots it's, of hustles going worldwide well and and it's and it's and it's allowed to happen the hustle and then the various thousands upon thousands of grifts that go on within it are allowed to happen because what we say that's what creates buy-in the industry is real if the money's flowing within the industry it doesn't matter what the the facts say as far as these guys are concerned if i was one of these state senators i'd be going i don't give a shit if it's real or not i'm gonna get a hundred grand out of these guys into my political action committee to lay off off let's see what happens here because <laughs> yep. they don't kill you over these statements it says the sierra yeah. club and environmental organization condemned the texas hearing as quote a right-wing attack on sustainable finance and climate denial end quote accusing texas senators of quote weaponizing public office against climate change or climate action end quote the organization and we're at the end of this folks the organization stated that quote blackrock recently disclosed that two-thirds of its largest clients collective representing 3.3 trillion dollars in assets under management have committed to support the energy transition through investments in their portfolios this is almost 1,000 times the overall amount pulled from the asset managers so far by republican-led states including louisiana west virginia and texas a recent survey of 2,000 retail investors by Consumers Research found that 70% of retail investors said the primary goal of their investments is to save for retirement or supplement their income. Only 3% said their primary investment goal is to drive sustainability. Bingo. This is why the Bank of International Settlement says we have to force this crap on everybody. Nobody wants it. 
Yeah, folks, let me just read that one more time. 70% of retail investors said the primary goal of their investments is to save for retirement or supplement their income. That would be like the majority of us, right? That's what you're doing. You're either saving for retirement or you're trying to bring in a little bit of extra cash. Maybe with like what Jim does with the oil and gas royalties, you bring in a little passive income, you know, to supplement your your uh, paycheck or your the money that you make off a of business you have. Only 3% this is like the same as the people who don't want to deal with the banks right only three percent said their primary investment goal is to drive sustainability <laughs> and two percent said it was to drive social change and, and, and that's the best they could do was saying three and two so you know the real numbers instead of three percent or two percent it's probably actually three people and two people it's probably it actually is. But yeah, you know they tried to bend the heck out of this survey, and the best they could come up with is 5% total, right? Right. That tells you right there how many people would be willing to accept, one, uh, carbon credit economic system instead of monetary, and two, a microchip CBDC in their, in their hand <laughs> exactly. without all the other coercion. <laughs> three and two and and the three percent that said their primary investment goal is to drive sustainability within that three percent i wonder if it was larry fink himself that was actually pulled <laughs> question well they were probably confused and they thought it meant drive sustainability on their retirement income <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and two so you're telling me there's actually two percent of people out there that take their hard-earned money and invest it into companies so they could drive social change like i, I have to believe two percent of people out there two out of every ten of your neighbors is crazy enough to give their money and buy shares in a company to drive social change i don't even believe that oh well that two percent what they didn't tell you is they only called on peter thiel and george soros's family members yeah, or that little company that bought the uh, that got their way onto the Exxon Mobil board. Like, <laughs> Engine those, one, yeah, Engine those one. were the. By contrast, large state pension funds such as uh, Cal PRS, Cal STRS, the New York State Pension System, and New York City's public pension funds, which together control nearly one trillion dollars in assets, are active supporters of ESG investing, meaning that. That all these guys that control these pensions on behalf of teachers and firemen, police officers and such, they are actively pushing ESG. Now, if you actually polled all the people who put the money into the pension fund, how many of them do you it's think less than 5%. care about this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That, so, that was good. But how many of those teachers and firemen and police officers are reading this article going, hey, we need to fire our pension fund managers. You hope that it's a lot, but uh, now that was reported by Epoch Times and then reprinted by Zero Hedge? Correct. Okay. Yeah, but see, that's... Uh, I don't, is Tucker Carlson going to talk about that? See, or will he talk about that two years from now? I don't know. I don't watch or I don't listen to Tucker, so I, I don't know. Well, that's really the thing. There would be more people, quote unquote, reading it if it was the mainstream actually reporting on it. But uh, right. no, that was re that was really good. So you you said you found that right before you came on. You you saw it pop up. Literally, literally, I pulled it up waiting for you to admit me into the into the Zoom meeting. <laughs> well, good thing <laughs> I was getting a cup of coffee because that was worth that was <laughs> worthwhile.
So consider, and I, I saw it, I read the first what paragraph or two, and I go, yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> well, no, see, that stuff is worth talking about because we talk about ESGs and all these things here, like when we're looking at it from the papers coming out of BIS and IMF, and it's all in theory, but this is actually good because you see it in practice in real life, like what's actually occurring. All right, Jim, so now you want to get into the agreement between the Swiss Federal Council and the Bank for International Settlements? I do. Yeah, so this is what you had mentioned yesterday in episode 121. Let me pull it up on the screen here for you. So this is actually the – you were talking about that they have immunity, correct? They do. And uh, if you want to just – so this document, you're going to post it on pain.tv, but maybe if you want to go to the, this is not a hard to find agreement. Go to the BIS's website real quick. 